Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. I stumbled when I said that. I had to laugh right now. That was like, I don't know why it was comical. <laughs> it was terrible. Hold on. I have to start over. Why can't I stop recording? All right, You stop. can't start over. You always tell me we're keeping that in there. No, that was, it was so bad. I just like stumbled over all my words. For some reason, I can't stop recording though. Hold on. Stop recording, please. All right, let's just do it again. Here we go. Three, two. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the terrific and talented Michelle Yu. Michelle, what's going on? Billy, not too much. Um, what is going on in the background of your house right now? Kids, obviously. Kids. Kids. Olivia just got home from school. I just got home with, from school with Spencer. All right, so we then let's get right to it. We have Calvin Nguyen, Nguyen, a very special guest on our show today. He's been in Southern California, a big-time owner for years and years and years. We're going to get to him in a minute. Let's do quickly run through the three things of note. Three things of note. Okay, so the first thing of note that I want to say is that the most popular horse in the world, Cody's Wish, was back to the W, winning the grade two Vosburg at Belmont at the Big A this weekend. Yeah, looked a little bit tougher than he might have uh, might have expected, but uh, comes into the Breeders' Cup on a good note. Obviously, he won the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile last year. Uh, he is America's horse. It's going to be great to see him out at Santa Anita. Michelle, will he win the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile? Yes. That was you didn't even hesitate. Was that is that all right? That's fine. Listen. I think that's what we want. I mean, we want stars in our sport. It's very hard to keep him around. This will be his swan song as he heads off to the breeding shed after this race. But uh, hopefully Billy Mott will have him in prime condition to win his second straight Breeders' Cup. Point number two. I mean, I thought that was just so cool. Uh, point number two is we did have some other good win in your in races over the weekend. Dr. Scheivel holding off Speedboat Beach in the San Anita Sprint Championship. Slowed down Andy, taking him gate to wire in the slop to take the grade one awesome again over Defunded. And the old man Lane Way taking the Eddie D over Bran uh, for my racehorse and partners. The cool thing about Lane Way is like six or seven years old now. He yeah. was like one of the original My Racehorse horses. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's good to have horses around that long, and he ran yeah. really well. I don't know if five furlongs is his thing. I yeah. don't think it'll be a factor in the in the or five and a half. I think they're running it out. I don't I know if it'll be a factor. Five. But I, I I know some people don't like that we have done that, but I like that because I feel like if you're doing the hill, even though it's a unique distance. You get a lot of bleed over from the milers that are trying to ignore the euros. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So I like that it's like a strict sprint. Yeah, it's a sprint. They're gonna go fast. The fat, the track at Santa Anita was really fast over the weekend. The 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 turf course, for whatever reason, you had to be close or you were not getting a piece at all. Uh, yes, that is true. Point number three. Uh, point number three is our European. Road to the Breeders' Cup was all finished up, and I everybody was talking about Ace Impact, who won the Arc de Triomphe for Jean-Claude Rouget, um, and now they're saying that, like he might be as good or better than Equinox, who I think has been the 
top tier turf horse all year. Did you watch that race? Yeah, no, I did not actually. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, anybody who's listening to this podcast, please go watch a replay of the Arc de Triomphe with, um, what's his name again? I just totally split mine. Uh, Ace, uh, Ace Impact. Ace Impact. This horse, pardon my French, is fucking. Now I have to watch it. Oh my God. He, he, like, exploded into the oh, lane. The uploader and, is not made for your country. Let so. me tell you. He he you can see it on Twitter. Just go Ace Impact on Twitter or X or whatever we want to call it these days. This horse is unbelievable. And if he comes here, uh, I, I hope listen, I'm in the race with Gold Gold Phoenix who who stubbed his toe this weekend, but um uh, this horse is unbelievable. I'm telling So you, do you think he's better than Equinox? I don't know. I've seen e- some of Equinox's races. He's pretty awesome too. I, is Equinox <laughs> coming? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I think Ace Impact will come, and if he does, he's going to be a prohibitive favorite. I can tell you that right now. Now I'm breezing through this race to watch it real yeah, quick. Yeah, no, you're going to Is that him, like, towards the back of the pack? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get to the end. I'll I'll, I'll talk. You know, Calvin Nguyen is coming up. Calvin, an old-time uh, uh, horse owner. You've seen those silver silks, which I'm hopefully uh, we can get to talk to with Calvin as Michelle watches this replay. And then Whoa. we're going to get Yeah. Yeah, well, look at him level out, level out, boom. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> I told you, I told you. I was okay. watching it live, and I was like, holy That's shit. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Anyway, hopefully he comes in here. All right, Michelle, let's take a quick break, and then let's get Calvin on the line. Sounds good. We are thrilled once again here at the Owner's Box to be partnered with Gainsway Farm for 2023. It's power passion and performance even though they don't put that in their ad anymore i still like it uh let's talk about tap it as the leading broodmare sire he is the broodmare sire of 2023 runners cody's wish pretty mischievous archangelo king's barnes who's your philly red route one rocket can and hit show also have seen what Jiminy Christmas, that's a lot of horses. <laughs> also have seen really great winners from Caraconte recently, including Shambo, who won the Camp Town, Susie Sticks, who was a maiden special weight winner at Del Mar for Calbreds, and Memorialize, a maiden special weight winner at the Spa. Not to mention the Keeneland sales. The McKenzie's were very hard to come by, although I believe Billy and I each left with one. We did. All right. Gainsway. Power, passion, performance. Thank you once again to Breeders' Cup for being our partner here on the Owner's Box for 2023. As the Breeders' Cup is drawing closer and closer, the last chances to get those Breeders' Cup win in your in races are upon us. We have the Ogden Phoenix, the Jessamine, the Alcibiades, the Frisette, the TCA, the Champagne, the Coolmore Turf Mile, the Claiborne Breeders' Futurity, the American Pharaoh, the Rodeo Drive, the Chandelier, the Princess Rooney, the Futurity, the Sprints to the Bourbon, the Champion Stakes, and the QE2 sponsored by Quipco. And that's it. If you don't win one of those, you're not going to be able to take advantage of those free entry fees or that award to the nominator. So best of luck to everybody running in the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series win and you're in races this weekend. All right, back here on the Owner's Box. Very special guest today. It's Calvin Nguyen. I said that right this time, right, Calvin? That is correct. It's perfect. 
Perfect. Well, that you know what? We we do a lot of butchering around here, and I apologize, but uh, Calvin has been uh, a, a staple in Southern California horse ownership for many, many years. Thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate you making the time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, Michelle, I know you're going to be shocked, but Calvin has never heard the show before. <laughs> He's a very busy guy, all right? The good news is he answered our calls. Yeah, well, the, anybody's going to answer your call. But Calvin, before we get into what a, what a great win over the weekend with Balladeer, and and we're going to talk about some Breeders' Cup hopefuls. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about how you became a horse owner. Uh, yeah, it, it started actually years ago. I caught the bug when I was in high school. I was supposed to go to um, see a baseball game. Baseball's my 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 love. My favorite sport and it was supposed to go see Nolan Ryan pitch and uh, at a ham stadium and when we got there the game was sold out <laughs> and oh. so we had to find something to do for a Friday night and a friend of mine suggested his dad had taken to the racetrack prior and wanted to know if he wanted to go so we went I had a great time and that's how I got into the sport that's how I was introduced to it um I love sports. I love animals, and the two things just combine my two passions. So that's how I, I got into it. When you when you went that night, that that fateful night, we'll call it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I mean, did you say to yourself, I, "I'm gonna have a two part question"? Part one: What did you love about the game when you went that night and instantly were smitten? And then the second part is: Did you ever think that night, "Oh, I want to own a horse"? Um. Well, I mean, so the first part is yes, I was I was I was smitten by right away, seeing the the, the majesty of it, the, the the competitiveness of it, and the beauty beautifulness of the of the animal. Um, so I, I just I just loved them, uh, and see them race, see them move. Um, I was yeah, I was smitten by it, and I, I did at that. I mean, I I grew up poor. I'll be honest with you, and uh, didn't have a lot of money. But I said, if one day, if I ever did come to cost some money, I did tell myself that that night, you know, I would love to own a racehorse. And um, years later, when, um, you know, my fortune changed a little bit, and I bought my very first horse, Freedom Crest. Wow. (laughs) I mean, for those of you who don't know, Freedom Crest was an absolute beast. Richie Baltus trained. um, I think he was like working for Barry Abrams at the time. Am I wrong about that? He, yeah, but he had just went on his own, but he didn't have any other clients. Um, and um, I was introduced to Richie by his brother. I used to hang, uh, I was hanging out at Los Alamitos uh, with George and I told him that I want to own a racehorse. I want to buy a racehorse. And he said, you should talk to my brother, who's a trainer, Richard Baltus. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so George made the introduction and got talking to Richie, liked the guy right away. And we set out to, to claim a horse. And I've been reading and looking at the forums and everything. And the horse that we were going to claim that day was Playtap. Okay. It was a, a $32,000 race at Hollywood Park. And Is this a Maiden 32? No. Yeah, Maiden 32. Oh, was it Maiden? Yeah, Maiden 32. Okay. Playtap play uh, was trained by Susan Dominguez. And um, we were going to claim that horse. And, thought that was and Richie went out there and looked at that horse but Freedom Crest caught his eye at the corner <laughs> caught his eye in the same race wow because Freedom Crest had ran in a maiden 20 at Bay Meadows and so I didn't consider it because I didn't think it was going to be 
any good shipping down from Bay Meadows to Maiden 20 now to Maiden 32. So I didn't consider it, but for whatever reason, it, the horse caught Ricky's eye and, and he, and he told me, he said, play test is a good, nice looking horse. Looks very good. But I think we should claim this other one, Freedom Crest. <sighs> and, and I said, and I said, okay, if that's what you think, uh, let's do it. And we dropped the claim for Freedom. The funny thing is play taps goes on to win like three races in a row after that. He won that, he won that race. He won um, the starter and he won uh, first level allowance. Wow. And meanwhile, we were still struggling in the main ring. Right. It took a while for freedom crest, but ultimately he became like a graded stake winner. That's right. Yeah. Once, once he um, figured things out and uh, yeah, he just, he just blossomed. Uh, oh, let me please, if you don't mind. So after he finally broke his maiden for claiming, he did win his starter and an allowance, and then he ran off another allowance, and then he went right in to win the grade two San Pasquale. He ran second in the Bel Air. He won the Goodwood Handicap, which is a grade two. Yep. He ran third in the San Bernardo, and then he was second in allowance. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. How, <laughs> were you like at that point, Calvin, were you like, uh, uh, oh, this is easy? I did. I did. I, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was 26 years old. Walking around, I, I got this thing all figured out. And That's amazing. To this I mean, day, what? he's still my best horse, my best earner. <laughs> is he really? That I don't believe that. You've had, listen, your silks, uh, those, those, those kind of silver silks are, are famous around Southern California. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and and but it's it's difficult. We brought up Richie Baltus. Obviously, uh, I, I've had Richie as a trainer for a long time. Yeah. Um, ran into some some issues in the last couple of years, but you know, I, I ran into him recently at the sales. He looks great. He looks rested. Uh, I think he's well aware of his mistakes. Have you spoken to Richie? I, I didn't. This wasn't my intention, but I figured since you brought it up, we ought to talk about it. I have. I have actually. Uh, Richie was at the sale recently on my behalf. Uh, he helped me pick out uh, a few horses at the sale. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Do you think he's going to return to training? Uh, I'm that I don't know. Uh, we talked about it, and you know, he he still likes. You know, that's it's what Richie knows. He knows horses. He loves horses. That's what he does best. Uh, he wants to remain in some kind of capacity, and um, so I asked him to do, you know, to come into the sale and, and look at some horses with me, and uh, he he did. Uh, but uh, beyond that, I um, I would think he would want to because, I mean, he loves it so much, man, and, and he, I, I would think he misses it a lot. Um, oh, I'm sure he does. Calvin Nguyen joining us on the Owner's Box. Michelle, take over. So going back to that, obviously, when Richie left, you moved to Georgie. How did you find the relationship with George? And was Richie your only trainer prior to that move? That's correct. Richie was my only trainer. Um I'm I'm pretty loyal, <laughs> um, and I had a great relationship with Richie. And Richie recommended George. Uh, mm -hmm. He said, "Yeah, George is a good horseman. He's a great trainer. Uh, he works really hard. Uh, he'll take good care of you." So he made the introduction for me. Went went to meet George at his at his barn. She saw that he ran a great, great night type ship, and uh, mm -hmm. I just. And it was just, um, and he personality wise, he was just a very easygoing guy, and, and uh, it was just it was an easy uh, match for me. Um, so I decided to transfer the horse over to him. You know, and, Michelle, sorry, let ahead. me just stop you real quick because it's not easy when you're with a trainer 
and you have a relationship the way you built it with Richie, starting off with a claiming horse like Freedom Crest years and years and years ago. Um, how was that adjustment to a different person's style? Um, well, I'm, I'm, my my participation in I'm, I'm pretty hands off. I mean, I, I rely on their expertise. I, I try not to get in uh, get in their way. Uh, I discuss the, the race and conditions with them, but I, I don't tell them what to do because um, and both 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 gentlemen, both George and Richie, just by talking to them, they they are true horsemen. Uh, well, Calvin, looking at um, at the relationship that you had with Richie and now it's gone on to George and I feel like it's obviously a good thing. I want to step back in time just a little bit, though, to how it felt to win the Santa Anita Handicap with Idol, because I feel like for me, that was a really exciting time. And before we get to Balladeer, which was your most recent stakes win, I want to go back to, in my opinion, your biggest one. I, I couldn't agree more. It is my biggest one, and I'm, I was so ecstatic. Uh, it, it, the, the timing of that was just so surreal because we were still in during COVID, and they that was the very first weekend they allowed the owners to be at the racetrack. Oh, my and gosh. I was so fortunate to, to go there with my family, my, my wife and my two daughters, and um, – and we got to see Idol do his thing, and <laughs> I'm just talking, just thinking about it right now. My mind is still <laughs> uh, pulsing. Um, it's it, it's amazing. It was an amazing feeling. Uh, it's hard just to, to describe that, and it's the kind of stuff that you, the feeling that you get. That, that's why you're in this game. That, that that's the kind of stuff you're chasing. And and um, I I don't know. It just, it just it was just a real moment for me at that. One. Okay, so Idol standing stud now in in Kentucky at our good friend Taylor Made. Um, did you toe into the breeding business at all now, or have you done any breeding in the past? Uh, I have. I, I bred a, a, a horse years ago, but I, we didn't have much success. She produced one runner for me, uh, Lily O'Moore. Um, but uh, after that, I, I basically, when they're done racing, I, I either uh, – sell them, um, or, or, uh, donate them. So not, all right. No breeding for Calvin. He doesn't like the long game. No, there's obviously a problem here. We're losing Calvin like every two seconds. I don't know why. Um, going to quit Skype and try to open it up again. And I don't know what to do, Michelle. All right. Here we go. All right, Calvin. When uh, we're having some great stories, we're having some technical difficulties, which is usual for this stupid show. Michelle, I'm hey, very angry. show is not stupid. I'm very angry right now at our technological difficulties. But Calvin, let's get into Balladeer, who, uh, you know, all of a sudden he goes to Kentucky Downs, uh, wins that, you know, marathon race, and then comes back and dominates the John Henry and kicks our ass in the process. Were you expecting a race like that? Uh not really, very pleasantly surprised. Um, we knew it was a tough field, uh, but we had no other spots to run him. He ran a great race in Kentucky Downs, yes. Um, and it was coming back a little quick. It was three weeks, but there was nothing in, on, on the horizon for him. So George decided, well, why don't we just take a shot? And um, we saw the nominations. We saw the field. And, you know, it was a tough field, but we thought he was an improving horse. And we figured the distance he might like since he liked the Kentucky Downs distance, mile and 516. So 
we took a shot and he ran in one hell of a race. I was very pleasantly surprised. There's an age old saying. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called. He's got is wild. It's called. Yeah, it's called pace makes the race. And and he was able to just go out there and, you know, a lot of times and, and Michelle knows this, too. If even if a horse is going a little faster than he might want it, if they're on a lonely lead, they get very brave. Have you seen that before? Well, in the last two races, that's what he was able to do. He was able to get out there by himself and uh, and and got to relax. And you're right. I, I follow racing and 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 when a get, horse gets to the an easy lead, whether he if he's going a, a fast fraction, but he does it comfortably. Yeah, they they last, they stay longer. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, Michelle and I were talking before you came on about the the track at Santa Anita last weekend was very very fast the turf course it was it, it seemed like if you were on the lead you had a great chance of winning on the grass and, and and those two the first two horses in that race went wire to wire tell us a little bit about the plans for balladeer uh well right now he, he fortunately he came out of the race really well uh george says he ate up everything that night uh so he's he's already back to his normal self and um We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll evaluate it uh, next couple of days. See how he works the next time out, and it yeah we're definitely looking at the Breeders' Cup if that's if we can get in. Um, wow. The, if if he has the, the chance to get in, because I know the race is you know it's it's a tough race, but um, and a lot of um, great um, uh, horses. Uh, but if he gets get in, we, we wouldn't mind taking a shot just to see. Cause he, he's four years old. He's improving and this is his home track. So yeah, why in not? Your backyard. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why not? Michelle. Uh, I, I want to talk about the passion of, I believe it's your sister-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Billy, my, my I, have to tell, so Billy. Wait, I don't know this. Okay. So when ballot, so beforehand, first of all, I tried to get George for an interview and he didn't want to do one. So I hooked him and brought him over for an interview anyways. And the sister-in-law was like, yes, you have to do the interview. So after they won, she was like, I told him he had to do the interview. And she walked down the winner's circle and she, everyone that came up, she goes, oh, yes, tell me congratulations. Congratulations to me. She was so pumped. And I was like, I was like, is she, I thought she was maybe Calvin's wife or Joey's wife. I'm like, I just love her. I am absolutely in love with her. And she was like, give me the trophy. It's all for me. And she was, and then she like walks over and like kisses the horse. She is like. Who is so excited, Calvin? I loved it. That's my sister-in-law, Vivian. That's Joey's wife. Yes, um, and she is very passionate, and and uh, she enjoys racing. And when we do have success, she uh, she shows it. Um, there's no containing her, and I like that about that her about her. She's very spontaneous and and uh, uh, you know very happy. Uh, when the horses do well. So she is the person you want in your winter circle. She is like a complete <laughs> hype woman and I am absolutely obsessed. I need a hype person. Uh, we went Calvin, I don't know if you know this, but we went 0 for 8 last weekend, so um I could really oh. use her if she could come out this weekend it would be great. <laughs> yeah. And she's very superstitious too. So that's what she urged George to do because I think the last time um the horse ran well um George did an interview too prior to the race, so oh, see uh, that's why. <laughs> and did she did she design the uh, silver silks? Uh, no, no, that that, that was just my uh, my own design. So you went, no, you went or, no or, design, or just plain gray. Yeah. So did you? I'd like to know about that conversation, like you and Richie getting together. You have Freedom Crest, and you're like, you know, just make the silks silver. 
Well, the idea was it's supposed to be like shiny space suit silver. The idea is that the glare from the sun will blind the other uh, riders. <laughs> so smart. That's awesome. I, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to one day, I wanted to get silks and just put a stop sign on the back. <laughs> You gotta look for all the advantages, you know. <laughs> I agree. I agree, Calvin. We we've we've held you longer than we said. I want to know one thing though that we always ask our our guests, um, and that is, you've been in this game for a long time. What's the one thing that you've learned that you could pass it on to someone just getting into the game? That that some advice that you would give them? Uh, it, it's a game of patience, and 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 uh, so. With horses, you, you gotta be patient. Run them when 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 they're ready. Um, never push the um, you know their animals, and 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 just try to let let the people that are around you trust them, and and let let them do their thing. You know, uh, if you're an owner, um, that's all I can say. <laughs> no, that's actually you know what that's kind of the common theme, and you've had such tremendous success over the years. We wish you all the best the, the rest of this year and hopefully Balladeer can get into that Breeders' Cup. The Breeders' Cup turf is going to be one of the most insane races in the history of horse racing. So um, you definitely want to be in it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, 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 if we're able to make the field, I, I would love to do it. Yeah. All right, my man. Well, we appreciate you coming on today and uh, we'll definitely see you at the Great Race Place uh, hopefully this weekend. Thank you. You too. Look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you, Calvin, so much. All right. Thank that's you. Calvin. Calvin Nguyen here on the owner's box. Michelle, another great guest from you. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I feel awful, but uh, we got it done. Yes, we got it. You know, we we might have to work on the our recording platform. I think we're, yeah, I think we're going to do a change. I think we're going to go StreamYard. I think we're going to go video because then we can see each other and it's just going to be better. Oh my gosh, video might be terrible for me, Billy. But we don't have to post the video. We can just post the audio. Yeah, but like some of the things that like I do to my children when we're, <laughs> like Olivia your... will walk up and I just like I put my hand gonna... over her mouth so she can't talk. I thought you were going to say what you were wearing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I definitely don't look good. That's for sure. Michelle, you always look good. Tell us about a little bit about what's coming up this weekend at the Great Race Place. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so racing this week is going to be a four-day race weekend because we have racing on Monday, um, and that is Dollar Day. So Monday, October 9th is uh, dollar beers and $2 hot dogs. So that is absolutely worth noting. We are going to be having the Asian Fall Fest on Saturday and Sunday with a $30,000 wealth treat. But don't ask me what that means because I don't know. It is Oktoberfest. It is the Pumpkin Patch Fall Fest. It is Pinktober this whole month benefiting the American Cancer Society, which they're going to have oh. Pink's hot dogs. Oh, and hot dogs. the Smorgasbord Pizza Party. Oh, I like Pink's hot dogs. Yeah, I like pink hot dogs too. They're out there. They have like a different like casing than other hot dogs. It's like it's like crisp almost. Yes, it you is. You know how exactly. I like to get it? I like to get it where they cut it in half and then grill it face down. Oh yeah, that's good. I uh, also want to mention we have brought back the Sea Biscuit Tram Tours. They're powered by my racehorse, so you can learn more about those or book your ticket on SantaAnita.com. And we are going to be having the BCBC qualifiers and the British Cup Challenge pick six if you are looking for some wagering opportunities as well. And you are a contest player. Definitely look into those. All the information is on the website. 
Yeah, and I think Saturday is a very big day at San Anita. Yeah, so Saturday is going to be a, a huge day as far as racing goes. We're going to have the Grade 2 Chandelier for two-year-old fillies, We're gonna, which is a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile Phillies. We're going to have the Speakeasy, which is uh, sprinting on the grass for juveniles, and that's a win and you're in for the Juvenile Turf Sprint. And then we're going to have the Rodeo Drive uh, Grade 2 event going a mile and a quarter on the turf. And then the American Pharaoh Grade 1 Boys, that's a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I mean, lots of amazing racing at the great race place. Friday's a cool – did you see Friday's uh, allowance race by any chance? Oh, the allowance race that is, like, going to have Breeders' Cup implications in it? (laughs) It's like – you look at it and you're like, what in the actual heck is going on in this particular race? Like, You got practical move, the Santa Anita Derby winner coming back. You have our horse, Newgrange, coming back uh, uh, from, a, from a layoff. Um, you have the Bob Baffert duo of three-year-olds that uh, dead-heated Mr. Fisk and Tahoe Sunrise. It's a really, really good race Friday afternoon at Santa Anita if you happen to be watching. Uh, should be a fun, fun weekend at the Great Race Place. Michelle, um, what else? Anything else that we can discuss or can we should we call it a day? I mean, we should definitely call it a day, but let you guys know Keeneland is opening this weekend as well. And tons of breeders. I mean, this is like our final chance, right? This is your last grasp if you want to try to get into the Breeders' Cup. This weekend is your chi- is your time to shine, Billy. Your time to shine. I'm so we're sending Beer Can Man to the Wood Woodford. Yes, I'm going to be there. Oh, me too. Oh, well, I'll see you there. We'll have a drink. Okay, let's have a drink. Uh, We are uh, a part of the In The Money Media Network. If you want to reach us at BKLRF, at the Michelle U, at Own A Horse, tweet the show, give us ideas, send some nice emails, billy at littleredfeather.com. If you have any questions about horse racing ownership, I'm happy to help. See you next week. We will have all the review of all these Breeders' Cup preps. Maybe we'll do that next week. We'll just do a Breeders' Cup prep show because you know this is my favorite time of year. This is my time to shine, Michelle. Right. I hear it, Billy. I hear it. Talk to you later, kid. Bye.